Hey everybody, welcome back to the Music Corner, Riffs to 808s. I'm Nate. I'm Sebastian. And I'm Trent. And this week we got some more albums to review, we got some more music, new tunes, uh, from the past month as usual. So right now we're going to kick it off with the new used album, which was Heartwork, if I'm correct here. Uh, uh, yes it was, yes, Heartwork. Heartwork. Uh, so I'll start off with this one, I guess, because uh, I'm pretty sure, like... I don't know if you guys have ever listened to them prior. I've heard of them, but uh, listened. I've probably heard a lot of these bands. Like I say, I've probably heard one or two songs. Like you know, we always do. Uh, <laughs> we all have the same music taste. So like, whether we'd be chilling, listening to um, music here and there, song comes out or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I've heard of them. Right, and you, Sebastian? I only know the uh, self-titled album. Yes, and, the first uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's like their, that's easily their best album in my opinion, um, but it's pretty yeah, good. I I don't listen to it often, but it's it's there. It's an emo classic in my humble opinion. Yeah. But um, I feel like that's that's probably how I know it. Emo classic. It's <laughs> literally like that album is like the taste of ink is one of the most emo songs, one of the best emo songs that I've heard in my life at least. But this new one here is quite different than anything I've heard from them. And I've only listened to their self-titled album. I never got into their other stuff. So I don't know if like this type of sound and diversity is on their other albums. But I got to say, um, it was a different experience listening to this. Uh, I mean, you started. it started off like a regular used album. And like within the second track, it was already like, you know, my favorite song as it is, Blow Me, featuring Jason Allen Butler. Uh, Jason Allen Butler is actually the former vocalist of Let Live and also the vocalist of uh, Fever 333, if you guys have heard of them. Oh, uh, I, I know Let Live. I saw them. Yeah, yeah, that's that's him actually <laughs> doing vocals. Uh, Damn. Yeah, he's he's got an impressive vocal range in terms of screaming. I mean, singing, it could be a, anyone can do what he does, but like the fact that he was featured on this song made so much sense, and it was easily the heaviest track on this whole album, just like with their Easily. screams together, and I was just I just, I was just smiling the whole time listening to that, like, I love that kind of screaming style in post-hardcore but after that track we just get a whole line of inconsistency throughout this album and so many different sounds, as we talked about before the podcast, I mean it goes from like pop post-hardcore to funk at one point and then like it's yeah. it slows down more then it picks up a little bit maybe a little bit of metalcore and i'm like what is going on like i'm liking it but it's not like there because okay there's good diversity like on the dance game and dance album where like it flows very well like there's no issues at all with how the songs are placed and then there's this album where it's just like yeah throw it in there yeah, put it right there, you know? Like, oh, this is a cool sound. Let's throw that in there. But um, I still liked it. Like, I still liked the songs, especially um, Wow, I Hate the Song, which is what the actual song is titled. Uh, that was a really good one. Uh, I believe Gravity's Rainbow was the one, too, that had that, like, funky sound to it, like I was saying. That one I really liked. That one was, like, even though didn't really flow with the album that much, I, I liked that a lot. And then... um. There's a couple other features too on this album. Uh, Travis Barker was featured on Obvious Blasé, I think is how it's pronounced. Uh, and uh, Caleb Shomo on The Lottery, which were pr some pretty solid features, I gotta say. This whole album had some really solid features. Um, but yeah. Uh, 
I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Travis Barker. Right. So. <laughs> Can't go wrong. I was, I, was, I was happy about that one. Right. Uh, overall, though, I gave this album an 8 out of 10. Um, maybe it's not going to be anywhere near, like, my top albums of this year. But, like, it's still, like, you know, a worth a mention and all. Uh, but, yeah, that's my take on it. Sebastian, what'd you think? So, honestly, uh, the album had a pretty damn good start. I uh, loved the energy of it, you know, the industrial elements, along with a lot of the more punk, I would say, styled vocalings were very good, coupled with the instrument. The problem I had with this album was a little bit of uh, kind of an inconsistency as far as, um, you know, really good songs to, like, other good songs. I don't know how to explain it, so... I, I found myself not enjoying the second half of the album as much as the first. Um, I I really liked the first half, but the second half didn't really draw me in as much. And like I said, I still gave this album a 7 out of 10 because overall, it's really not bad. And it has some pretty damn good songs on it. But, um, like I said, the industrial elements I really enjoyed and the punk vocalings were, uh, the vocal stylings were really good. But some of the uh, other genres that they implemented were a little bit, I would say, haphazardly put in. Um, I just feel like some of them kind of missed the point of the song and the album, at least in my eyes. But like I said, I overall pretty much like this album through and through. It, it wasn't, you know, nothing crazy, but I, I like the features. I you know, liked what they were trying to go for. And I always credit musicians for trying out different genres, whether it's know something amazing or something really bad it's, it's just trying to expand your musical horizons and i think everybody should do that for sure yeah uh what did you think trent uh coming right off of what sebastian said um <clears throat> trying out different styles like yeah it's good don't mash it into one album <laughs> right <laughs> like, it's only fair <laughs> Like oh shit, it's on my phone. Um, <laughs> um, it was good. Over like overall, I liked it, but it was like like we said before, it's so haphazard, like just all over the place. Um, but um, the features damn good. Um, the only <clears throat> the flow of the album, as well as like trying out different styles in the same thing, like we talked about before, like going from like the funk and like a little bit of ska, um, to like just the weird like metal core ish vibe uh it was it's weird to ha- all have in one album uh and like it, it i feel like it's it it could have been reworked better like put um like if you put blow me towards like the bottom of the album where like right. the rest of the features are because like those are more of i think like those are more of like the heavier ones like, at the bottom and it's like not to mention <clears throat> the two first tracks are probably like the most heavy ones on here i would have to say and it's just it's kind of weird to have it back to back and it's like all right get ready the rest of the album is nothing like this yeah it's yeah it was weird it's the part that kind of fell off the most for me right yeah because like like i was talking about before uh going from blow me to big wannabe i was just like there was no it was just it was like a cut and then it was like oh here we go and i was like what here we go nothing (laughs) like the rest of these songs yeah i was like okay I mean, it was it, overall it wasn't a bad album. Um, no. but yeah, that's that's my thing. Right, yeah, it's a fair album. I, I gotta give the boys credit. Um, moving along from this is a, an interesting one that I definitely wanted to be put in here after I found out about her. Uh, this is JoJo. Now, not to be confused with JoJo Siwa, the uh, 
that one YouTuber girl. I don't, I don't even know what she does, quite frankly. I think she sings. I think she dances. It doesn't matter what she does. It doesn't matter. <laughs> there, that's, yeah, exactly. Uh, Joe. He's basically a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what are you gonna say, Sebastian? No, I was gonna say JoJo Siwa is basically a Claire's ad. Bas- um, basically, that's the best way to put it. Basically, that's <laughs> the best way to put it. She is a Claire's ad. That's no ifs, ands, or buts. JoJo, on the other hand, the singer uh, is quite different, actually. So I found out about JoJo because you know I was looking at albums that were coming out this year. It's a JoJo was, and like most people, I thought, oh god, it's JoJo Siwa. So I clicked it to see, but it wasn't. Jojo Siwa. It was, in fact, somebody else. So Jojo was a teen pop star from the early 2000s, about 2004, and she was actually pretty big for, you know, starting out. She Her first album, self uh, Jojo, it was, it went platinum, and she's gone gold on a couple songs even, like Leave, Get Out, and Baby, It's You. Uh, she's mainly an, uh, a poppy R&B artist, you know, teen pop star and everything like she was big she was on shark tale she was in uh the movie Aquar- uh aquamarine she was in rv she was big in the mid 2000s and what happened was her record label screwed her over so hard that she just kind of fell off the face of the earth and like there was no support she wasn't making much music until like 10 years later in 2016 when she put out her first album in 10 years uh which you know it didn't do well in terms of album sales compared to her first two albums, but uh, it charted. It charted number six on the Billboard, so, you know, that's good for her, you know? But this new album here, good to know. Uh, it's it's her. It's obviously much more grown up. Uh, it still has that R&B vibe to it, a lot of R&B on here. Like, it might just solely be that. Uh, and I liked it. I gotta say, I liked it for not knowing the artist prior. Well, barely, I, that is. And, like, uh, going into this, for, like, this being, like, the first album I ever listened to from her, uh, I I didn't mind it. The only thing, though, I do have to say uh, is that I felt a little bit, it felt weird to me hearing a pop star from the mid-2000s grown up now just singing about sex and some of these songs i was like (laughs) this is weird you know like that's the only thing that kind of like threw me off a little bit about it but like i mean i can't that's just me thinking she's still a pop teen pop star she's not she's like in her 20s now maybe even 30s like she's grown up so uh but yeah i gotta say gold man small things and lonely hearts were four of my favorite songs off this album uh and yeah that's uh all i gotta say about that what did you think trent um, so, I mean, you, you taken off there with the, uh, the whole background thing, you know, like right. shark tail, all that shit. Um, <laughs> and like, great, like movie, shark tail. If, I, if, love, I love shark. Tale. If, if you're listening, you never watch shark tail, watch that movie. It, it is Will Smith at his greatest in the early. What do you mean? That movie fucking sucks, but it's okay. God tier. It <laughs> is like, God tier. <laughs> it's like. I'm sorry. It's like my it's like my argument against Cat in the Hat. Sure, everybody else fucking likes it, but I'm sorry. I can't get over how bad certain aspects of it are. Like Mike Myers in a cat suit was probably the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But then Will Smith fish came along, and then Angelina Jolie fish showed up to the party and scared the hell Grendel. out of me and gave me nightmares. Grendel's mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. All right, back um, to the review though. But the. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's 
for being you know only about a half hour long, you know, just nine songs. Um, it, it's a good comeback, you know. Right. And like, um, and like I mean, like I know. Um, like I said, she had put out an album before this too, and I thought this was her comeback one. But like, I'm considering this album the comeback because I like. Yeah, this, this is. Or this is more. really a comeback album, and like, yeah, like you said, it's weird. Like we we knew this child star, and now she's talking about sex. Right. But it's just it's just like um. Bella Thorne, you know. Yeah. We all we all loved Bella Thorne and whatever TV shows and you know like this the Disney shit and now she, and then she directed her own porn film about a month or two ago or however long ago. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I haven't even watched it. Yet. I didn't even. I, I I heard about it, but I don't even know who she is. So like I was like, okay. Oh, shake um, it up. That's what she was in. I was actually like, yeah, she was in yeah. shake it up. Gotcha. Um, and, uh, was that show on something? Yeah, it was Disney. Disney. She was uh, she co she co starred with Zendaya. Oh, okay. I yeah, I know Zendaya because she was like a lot of things in the past three years. Yeah, they they after Shake It Up, they kind of like split off and like did a, did way different things. Um, yeah, I mean, one Bella Thorne's a little bit uh, naughty, and then uh, Zendaya is still a little bit nice, so. You got yep. that little contradictory. She's actually Bella Thorne actually has an album coming out this year, her first uh, full length. So, uh, well, we'll have to we'll have to get on that, I guess. Yeah, but JoJo's album. Uh, Back to JoJo. <laughs> um, just no, JoJo. I didn't. Um, I didn't mind it. It was actually pretty good. It's right. different than what I've been listening to, especially the uh, next album we're going to talk about. Right. But uh, no, I I liked it. It was uh, like you said, it was just it's it's weird hearing that but it's it's good it's not bad for sure what'd you think sebastian um which is good to know uh let me just say good to know that this album is short because it was fucking boring um oh. you know it sounds the same as every other pop icon from disney channel moving on to uh quote-unquote bigger and better things you know you got your ariana's you got your miley's you got your uh demi lovato's you got your christina aguilera's you got your justin timberlake's know all these people that came from disney channel and became big stars and whatnot and became like a sex symbol quote-unquote later on and i uh it just it just sounds like every other one of those albums and you know will i lie when i say i didn't get down to some of it no i i won't lie and say uh you know i i actually did like some songs but overall i just honestly i could take it or leave it i uh I say she has a good voice, you know, she has a very good belting upper register, but uh, Homie does nothing cool with it. I really wanted to see her kind of explore more with it, but like I said, pop is pop, and don't really need a lot of, uh, really need a lot of, um, you know, I guess you can say, uh, skill with the voice in, in order to sell sex, you know. Uh, mediocrity is also okay. Uh, but you can only shit the same turd for so long. So I, I just say this album gave me a nice three out of ten. You know, or, sorry, four out of ten. Uh, it, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't something I would ever get into. I'm sorry, JoJo, but I, I don't remember you, and I don't think I will after. Damn, because you never watched Shark. Yeah, because you don't like Shark Tale. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, listen, I, I've, I've watched Shark Tale plenty of times because I did yeah. like it when I was younger. Jack, okay, the best thing about that movie is Jack Black as a. I will. I will. As a gay shark. I will he, definitely he's a gay say shark. that. Let's be I'll honest. give you that. 
He is a gay shark and we love it. All right. But now moving on, uh, I'm going to let Trent take this one away. This is the new uh, Warbringer album uh, that he actually recommended to us. So, uh, Trent, I, take it Yeah, away. let's see. I, what, I recommended that two weeks ago-ish. Yeah, yeah. Ago? yeah. Weapons of Tomorrow is um, the album. Yeah. I've been following Warbringer um, since their 2013 album, uh, Empire's Collapse. Because <clears throat> um, that's when I, I really got into Thrash and the heavier stuff. Um, but this album, Weapons of Tomorrow, um, <coughs> I forgot about Warbringer for a little bit. Um, after a 2017 release, What of the Vanquished, I was like, What of the Vanquished is a solid album. You never listened to it all the way through. Um, and I recommended that one as well. But Weapons of Tomorrow, uh, completely forgot about Warbringer for a little bit because of all this shit going on. And then they were like, hey, new album releases in like three hours. I was like, what? <laughs> um, and on that day that I recommended it came out. Um, but this album is, it's I mean, it's a new thrash. So you know it's going to be good. Um, you got, what, yeah, 10 songs, about 51 minutes. Um and Warbringer, they they do the the longer um, songs, so you've got like a lot of like I think it's two or three um, seven minute songs. Um, but no, I nothing bad with this album. I love Warbringer. Um, <laughs> um, I'm a big a big boy thrash guy, um, but like power unsurpassed. You know, for the for the for the shorter song. I think, yeah, shortest song, no, shortest song on there is Unraveling. But Power Unsurpassed, solid song, Notre Dame. Oh, gotta love it. Even the, the first song, uh, Firepower Kills, like, it, you just start off, and it's just so good. The, 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 the speed that they have, so, oh. I, one day I want to be like that. I want to be able to be a, a thrash guitarist with my wrist. I know I'm a slap bassist and it's kind of hard, but we're, we're trying <laughs> doing the thing. Boys. But yeah, I, what's that all around the board? Um, what when it comes to drumming, even like the mix is so well done. Like you can hear everything, his, his highs and lows and his screams and some of the songs. Oh, it, it's just be, it's beautiful. I was, impressed for with, thrash. I was really impressed with some of those uh, high screams that he did on this album. Yeah, he does them a lot in Mode of the Vanquished. Ah, nice. Uh, what did you think of this one, Sebastian? With this one, I, I've i never heard of Warbringer. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with this album. And one thing I've noticed, and going off of another tangent, you know, casual moment, uh, I really like the... Um, influx of thrash metal. Uh, I'm not saying we need a whole lot of thrash metal again, but I'm glad that a lot of great bands have been pushing out some great thrashy albums, like if you look at King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizards, or you, know, you look at uh, even um, Testament, yeah, Testament, Warbringer, <laughs> um, and uh, Hazard and whatnot. Hazard's a really underrated band. I'll get to that one at the end of the podcast, but um, I really do enjoy a lot of this more newer thrash style because it just shows that the pentatonic scale, no matter how many times you can run your hand across it, there's still something new you can do. And um, also the drums on this album are goddamn holy. I, yeah. I, loved, I loved every second of it. That man, he can keep time 
pretty damn well. I I was pleasantly just impressed with the drumming because like I know I am a bassist through and through, but I also really enjoy drummers because obviously they are like the uh, accent walls to our color. You know, um, we we really uh, we really enjoy drummers and. I also love just hearing some crazy ass like fast drumming. Really, hear it anymore? Right, for sure. Um, I so uh, I think I've mentioned this like before on the podcast. Even I'm not too big with like thrash or like familiar with it that much, but I do like it still, and it's still like a really like you know it's a fun genre of metal to listen to. Uh, with this one though, I was I for being a thrash album, I liked it a lot. Um. I, I looked into the band as I usually do with uh, bands or artists I'm not familiar with. I can see that they have a very uh, inconsistent lineup, it looks like. You know, it's just like the lead singer being the only guy, uh, which sometimes can damper a band, but it seems like these guys, like, do do just fine, you know? Like, from what you've said, Trent, it sounds like almost all their albums are pretty solid. At least Woe to the Vanquish, their last one being pretty solid, right? Oh, it, it is probably their best album. Right. Um... So yeah, for me, I mean, I didn't like have anything that uh, that stood out to me the most. I mean, there was one track on there. I just I ne- forgot to save it onto my playlist, and I forgot the name of it. But like, it was like that really fast one, closer to the end of the album. Like it just it was just like super fast. It was just like you know, I was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> this just kind of came out of nowhere. And like uh, like I said before, I love his highest screams and everything. Um, it, th- those reminded me, definitely reminded me of like the Slayer high screams that they do and uh, like you know I think it's like uh, oh my god Angel of Death correct me if I'm wrong yep yeah you know what I'm talking about um, mm-hmm. another thing that impressed me about this band being a thrash band I don't know about if they have any earlier history but like they started in 2004 and, like, that's well after the whole, like, you know, thrash movement in the 80s and maybe early 90s. So it's like hearing a band from the early 2000s with that sound still, it just, it's impressive in my opinion. Just, like, that you're able to do that sound of metal and, like, pull it off even, like, better than most of these, like, you know, OG metal uh, thrash metal bands from the 80s like i like that i like it's like refreshing to see that a subgenre like this is still like you know alive and like can pull off like some bands can be co- uh come out of it you know what i mean it's impressive in my opinion um i was gonna say one thing that i really enjoy too about this band is their dynamic i um like when you're talking about like how they're still bringing that sound from the 80s yeah. one new thing that i saw this i saw in this album i uh, use a lot of quiet and i know that's not like the most crazy thing in the world but i really like the dynamic contrast especially with uh how loud they can get and how crazy they can get they can also do these like danny filth style like really like uh i agree i love that Right. Oh, if, if you like that, <clears throat> listen to the last song off of Lord of the Vanquished, When the Guns Fell Silent. Oh, that 11-minute just... I've talked about this before, but the the silent screams in there, like in, like, I think it's, like, the middle section of the song when it goes, like, in, like, the heavier section of it, you're gonna love that. It's impressive. I like that, too, about it. Um, So, yeah, we got three more albums to go here, but before we do... 
let's have a word from our sponsor. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, we're going to move on here to the next album, uh, and that is the new Ocean Grove album, Flip Phone Fantasy. Uh, this album by Ocean Grove is their second one. I have been familiar with this band. I highly doubt you guys have ever heard of them prior to this, right? Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. I no, I have not. I didn't think so. <laughs> they're, uh, they're an Australian band, actually, and uh, they got some tension in like the uh, the new metal and metalcore community not too long ago here um, with their EP Black Label. Uh, and then their debut album came out in 2017, the Rhapsody Tapes, and I want to tell you right now, it's easily their best album. Like, that's the only reason I wanted to go into this album in the first place, because the Rhapsody Tapes was actually one of my top 10 albums of 2017. It was, like, that good. It was... Everything about it, it had a good blend of new metal, metalcore, uh, like, I, I guess hit, some hip-hop beats and everything to it, too, which kind of goes along with new metal. But, like, it was so good. But this album wasn't. <laughs> this album was a big step down. Um, I can't even tell you, like anything that was like worth mentioning i i only remember like one song was pretty decent on there um and all right unfortunately right now the name is escaping me but uh this album actually this is um this is the first album too to uh not have their original lead vocalist their uh bassist who was like clean vocals on the rap city tapes uh is now doing full vocals on this one uh so that's that's interesting a thousand golden people was the only track on this album that i uh i I actually somewhat enjoyed and added it to my playlist but even then there was just nothing memorable about this album and i don't understand how this album is like getting like critical acclaim i guess especially in australia like this was like number eight on their charts i guess and i'm just like but why <laughs> this wasn't that good this is a big step down and i mean hey dig what you dig i guess you know that's all i can really say about it but yeah unfortunately this album didn't do much for me and uh that's all i can really say about it i i definitely listen to their older stuff though if you want something like that's 10 times better and heavier too that is if you're looking for something like that but uh sebastian I'm so curious to hear what you had to say about this album from earlier. <laughs> I, I want to know. Oh my god! Take this away. I I feel so bad. This is the only album I've ever heard from this band. I not a, not a good introduction. It. I oh my god the mix. Oh my god the mix. Um, <laughs> gives me a fucking headache. You can't understand anything that's going on. Vocals, instrumental, everything is so damn mixed horribly. And not to mention that the only thing I can say was reputable about this album are the transitions between songs. That's it. Okay, the transitions, well-placed. They were very good. And I was like, yeah, not bad. But I was when I saw the... I, I know covers can be deceiving for albums. I get that. Um, but when I saw this cover, I thought this was going to be like a parody album. But I would say... Kind of a um, kind of a jab against like that kind of early two thousands kind of I would say rock and like a kind of scene culture. I yeah, but I get it. I'm looking at the album cover right now. It definitely does look like that. That's what I thought it was gonna be, and then when I turned it on, I'm like, oh no, it actually just sucks. Um, that's great. Uh, you know, 
the vocals weren't too bad. I like I said, I don't think of them as anything bad instrumentally. But it was just the mix was so bad. I gave up after four songs. Uh, I listened to a song. I listened to the first song. I listened to the second, and then I listened to the last two to see if at least. Uh, after you know everything that they ended on a good note and i really don't think that was the case. i think it just got worse and worse as the album progressed, as the album progressed. and uh, not to mention that uh, just i've never just heard anything this badly mixed since the black dahlia murder album it was just oh man i <laughs> i i really wish someone in that studio knew what they were doing do you think it was worse than the black dahlia murder album I, I I think it was worse, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it was not that good. Uh, what did you think of this one, though, Trent? Um, I didn't like it. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, the mix was the mix was pretty bad. Like I can, <clears throat> being a fan of uh, Black Dahlia Murder. Um, like I Sebastian, I can understand where you're coming from from that, but like I didn't. I like this album. It was <clears throat> the mix. It, it was it was bad. Um, it didn't it didn't catch me, you know, like like other albums do. Like and like you said, that the album art was it was deceiving. I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna have you know a more of like I thought it was gonna be pop. Honestly, like <clears throat> I figured it was, but like no, it was. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't take it. It was just like shitty, I, it's shitty modern day new metal is the best. Way yeah. To put that. Like new new metal had its time, put it away. Limp Biscuit went yeah. away, put it away. Say Fred so Durst. It's one of those days. Yeah, it's one of. <laughs> no, but I'm it's telling you guys right days. now. I'm telling you right now. Listen to the Ramp City ta- tapes, and I'm telling you, it's so much better than this album. It's actually. I'll take a listen. Like for for real, like, and if you don't like it, you probably just don't like the band, and that's fair. But like the Ramp City tapes. Are is easily their best album yet. And even if you want to, the Black Label EP is pretty solid too. In fact, the Black Label EP is the heavier one of the three. Uh, the one I can recommend of that one is uh, I Told You to Smile, because that one is like super solid. And then like on their uh, when they re-released the album, uh, Lights on Kinda Lover is their best song ever probably in my opinion like it's really close with that and uh i would say thunderdome which is off of the uh rhapsody tapes but take those ones a listen this one though for any viewers at home don't just don't even bother not worth it but an album that is worth it is the next one here that we're going to talk about and that is the new heaven shall burn album and uh the title again i keep missing on the title here uh heaven shall burn uh yes thank you of truth and sacrifice i'm sorry i didn't realize you're struggling with the title i I did i literally i couldn't think of the title they're escaping (laughs) today i need to start writing these titles down uh in advance i always have them down with my notes just because i i tend to forget i'll be like oh and i'll reference like a previous album from that band I'm not like ready. God. I just have Spotify open constantly. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I did too. And then I closed it for a second. And I'm like, oh, great. But Heaven Yikes. Shall Burn, Of Truth and Sacrifice. This album is by far my favorite metal album of 2020. Easily. Like, I, I'm, hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Dude, I hey, hey. Body count. Hey. Body count. <laughs> uh, that one was good. That one was really good. And that one was up there. But like, man, let me say right now, Heaven Shall Burn. 
in that uh, I've mentioned this group before, the Metal and Core Collectors on Facebook, uh, we unite together, brotherhood. Um, they had been talking about this album quite a bit, and I was like, maybe I'll give it a listen. And then I looked at the time length of the album, and boy, it's a long one. It's the yeah. longest one this year at a whopping Ooh. one hour and 37 minutes. I was like, wow, is this even worth it? And one night I was just like, you know, playing some games. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's listen to this album. So I did, and it immediately just like, it, it pulled me in. Like in the first actual track, Thoughts and Prayers, it, I was I was blown away. It's like the perfect blend of melodic death metal and metalcore. And... um. I should mention too that these are this is a German metal band, and it's very obvious with the scream styles, and even at one point when he does sort of like a spoken word screamy passage kind of thing, uh, like it's very obvious that this is a German out uh band, but it's just everything about this was just like heavy hitting riffs and like you know, like. Just amazing like screen vocals for me it's just something that like i haven't heard yet this year that to me was like super good and uh the one track on here if i have to recommend any track at all on this album it would be la resistance because this track just features like an awesome blend of like metalcore death metal and like electronic parts even like just throughout it's like it's it reminded me of like a side of like Romstein, if like they went death metal, pretty much like that. Uh, just like the whole like, like that was like, oh, oh, it's building me up. It's like really hype and everything here, and they pull it off so well. And then like throughout the, re- I can just say like throughout the album, like you're not gonna like it if like you're not like a big like metalcore or malak death metal fan at all. But like for me, it was just so refreshing to hear something like this because I hadn't heard anything like that good on the metalcore side of things this year even like deathcore if you want to consider this album deathcore at times whatever um and also i should say too the reason that it's split up in two is because the first or well it is split up in two that's why the album is so long the first half being the of truth side and the second half and sacrifice as the title of the album says and i i I don't know i just really enjoyed this album i thought it was split up well and it's easily my favorite album, metal album, this year. That's my take on it. Sebastian, take it away for this. Oh, I don't have as much to say about this album. Uh, I will, just because I did like it a lot, I gave this one a 9 out of 10, which is my highest rated album of the week. Um, you know, Warbringer was very, very close to, and like I said, I like certain aspects of Warbringer because I'm boy in the side of metal but uh this album though the vocals were definitely something to hear about um they were amazing they held a very tight-knit uh focus instrumentals and not to mention you can definitely tell this is just by the way uh the staccato kind of playing is um, I don't know what it is, but a lot of German uh, industrial and metal in general has a lot of staccato mixed right now. And am I saying it's bad? Not at all. No, I actually really enjoy it. Um, I, I really love the bass in Critical Mass. I really fucking enjoy just everything about this album. And not to mention, did not slow down. 
It didn't. It, like, it was it was very consistent with how heavy it was throughout the entire album. Uh, an hour and thirty seven minutes. It sure as hell didn't feel like. like. I I know I always say check my watch or whatever, and that only happens with albums that are really bad and are longer than they should be. For <coughs> albums nails. like this. Okay, yeah, Nine Nails. I love them to death, but yeah, they sometimes. <laughs> Their newer stuff drags. Their newer stuff drags. Yep. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah, with Heaven Shall Burn, I just, I definitely love just how consistent it is throughout the whole album. Not to mention, I don't know, it wasn't like a breath of fresh air, but it just, it felt like as if it, you know. Right, and especially like even for, like I said too, like for me, it's it was fresh for me because it's like, I, while we have listened to some pretty solid metal albums this year and all, you know me as a core boy and all that, like in the metalcore and deathcore area, and like just to hear this with like the blend of that and death metal, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is something that's like pretty solid, you know? So I get that. Like I get how it's like, you know, it can be like really refreshing to hear on that side of things, you know? But um, Trent, let's hear your take on this one. Um, yeah, me being... <clears throat> um you know, German and me knowing German, you know, and like a big fan of Ramstein. And like, that's what it reminded me of. Like we said, it reminded me of Ramstein right. a little bit. Um, and I, nothing bad about this album to say. It was really good. I'll probably listen to it again for like the next week. It, it was, it was solid. It, right. The only, like literally the only thing is that it's like, it's a really long album. And Sebastian, I forgot to like ma- mention this too, when you were saying how like you didn't check your watch at all. It's like, I get that a lot because even going into this, it's like, I already knew for a fact it was going to be long. So it's like, whether I check my watch or not, I'm just going to be like, well, it's a long album. What are you going to do about it? But no, I didn't even do that at all either on this, but uh, continue Trent. Yeah. I mean, for like there's a lot of albums where i'm like that where i'm like okay this album's gonna end soon hopefully but um <clears throat> you know megan the stallion um but <laughs> please this this 20 something minute album i just wanted to end <laughs> um no i literally nothing bad to say i love uh what what they did i've never heard of them before um but definitely definitely a fucking solid album solid band they just got to keep doing what they're doing right and i'll continue to listen <laughs> honestly though and if i'm correct here they've been around for like a while they've been around since 1996 this is like a. have never heard of right damn <laughs> right they are I'm over, <laughs> they are 20 years old and they've put out uh let's see two four six about about nine to ten albums here that's impressive. Oh, that's damn. impressive. Gotta give the boys props there. But uh, yeah, great album overall. We all loved it. Uh, we're moving on now to our last album, which came out today, uh, and that's the new Haley Williams album. Her day. Damn- uh, oh my bad. Oh no, no, wait. What were you gonna say, Trent? Go ahead. No, no. I sadly I won't be talking about this album. I didn't have time to listen to this album, uh, so I will just chill back here while you guys listen yeah. or take put your two cents in. Yeah, no problem. So. Haley Williams, if if you've been living under a rock or just not familiar at all, uh, is the lead vocalist of the band Paramore, which, you know, all the emo boys and girls love. How can you not? It's Paramore. Um, And currently they are now on hiatus, as far as I know, uh, mainly so that way uh, I believe that she could uh, work on her uh, solo album here. And uh, 
I'm sure like the other bands wanted to work on their own thing too for the time being, just like, you know, taking a break from Paramore. So yeah, Haley Williams, her new full length album, her debut solo album, she put out two EPs prior to this, which were also called what the album is called, Petals of Arm Petals for Armor, excuse me. Which were uh, Petals for Armor One and Two. That was the EPs. And those were basically like five tracks on each one that were going to be featured on the new album and then plus five more to make it 15 songs and um i gotta say i going into this album not knowing what to expect considering paramore's last album uh was like a very like poppier one too so i'm thinking like oh this is gonna be like a poppy album there's gonna be a lot like you know of those elements incorporated onto this one but no she in my opinion just kind of did this whole like 90s alternative indie rock sound with a little bit of like her own twang and everything her own little things and just put it on here and made what i think is a pretty solid debut album uh i i love her voice i i'm definitely picking up the paramore vibes from it for some like okay I'm standing by this. It it gave me some Alanis Morissette vibes in the terms of like '90s. You know what I mean? Like not vocals at all or anything like that. It's just like I get it, yeah. right? You know, it just it gave me those '90s like you know alternative vibes that like all the girls are like, yeah, yeah, you do it, Haley. You know, like it's fun. I I like that, and it's also chill too. There are songs on here that are like uh, more chill than others. I could say, and like yeah, it I. I was fairly impressed with it. Uh, I would have to say if I had to choose some of my favorites, I loved Simmer, the opening track, and uh, Leave It Alone, which followed that up. Um, Roses, Lotus, Violet, Iris. Uh, that's like one song. That was like pretty solid too. Uh, Over Yet was good. And uh, Sugar on the Rim, as well as Watch Me While I Bloom. Those were some of my favorite tracks on there, as well as others, but ones that stuck out to me the most were definitely those ones. So uh, I can't say if a Paramore fan, especially an older Paramore fan who loved their, like, emo stuff from, like, you know, Riot and everything like that, I don't know if they're going to enjoy it. But if you did enjoy uh, After Laughter, Paramore's last album uh, so far... I think you would enjoy this album as well. It's just got like kind of like that, uh, not entirely that vibe to it, but some of the instrumentals on here definitely reminded me of something like a slower song off After Laughter. Uh, but yeah, that's my take on it. I liked it. I gave it uh, an eight and a half. Or no, I'm sorry. I gave it an eight, an eight out of 10 on this one. But uh, that's my take on it. What did you think, Sebastian? I honestly wish I could have, I could agree with you on everything. Um, no, I definitely wish I could have enjoyed this album because I'm a huge Paramore fan. Haley Williams is probably up there as far as like, you know, top ten like you know hottest artists. You know, I uh, I'll put her, Jim Morrison, all them like in there and whatnot. And they're like you know people I always fawn over because they're just amazing in every single way. But sadly, this album did not do it for me. I really thought. It was definitely the direction I wish. Uh, okay, oh, I'm gonna say this right now. I am an old school Paramore fan. Okay. I love Riot. I like, yeah, I was gonna say like I, I coming from you, this is like gonna like give like an audience better opinion. I feel like. Yeah, I um, I I, I do like After Laughter a little bit. I uh, I can say it's definitely not my favorite album, but I thought it was a good experimental type uh, effort from them. 
this one is this one is not Paramore. This one is just Haley with Edley, I did not like her Billie Eilish style uh, whisper singing whatsoever. I felt like some of her notes just did not blend well with of the and uh, I know Haley Williams has powerful belters, crazy presence to have in a song, and of course can tile or dial it down a bit too, and that's the great thing about her. She has great dynamics with vocal range, contrast with her singing. But this album, I just don't know what it was, but it was either the, the lyrics were not the best. Uh, I I did like the theme that she kind of kept it with the whole uh, flowers kind of thing. He had like this like very uh, I, I guess you can say like herbal aesthetic to it. Yeah. But the problem I had was just that her uh, the whisper singing was just a little bit too much, and I was just very bored with it. I that's pretty much like my biggest gripe with it. And Sudden Desires was my favorite song on the album, and you can definitely tell coming for Paramore fan that would be my favorite one. Is would say the most. Uh, Paramore styled, where it's like, you know, peppy and like belty and all the favorite little Haley Williams isms. You know, uh, you get my point, but right, right. it's just, yeah. But other than that, the bass is my other favorite part of this album. Uh, I don't know who she hired as a bassist, but they were incredible. Uh, the bass just can groovy with a lot of the songs. I love when, I love when groove bass is turned up just little bit where you can hear it through the mix pretty well without it you know taking away from everything else and yeah that was probably the best part of it for me um i i was a lot harsher with it when i first listened to this song around like 30 a.m so <laughs> that's fair. I, I look back on it now and i re-listen to it today so i can get a better understanding and it, it was a lot better on second and i i just i was just a little bit turbed as a old school paramore fan listening William, no like artist changing. Right, and like you also have to keep in mind too that this isn't Paramore. This is her. This is her doing her thing. You know, as a solo yeah. artist. But, yeah, uh, and that's the other thing too. Like I, I wanted it to not sound like Paramore just for her sake as an artist. I, like I said, I, I, I'm a huge Paramore fan through and through. You know, uh, looking at Haley Williams in general, I just I love everything she does. And I'm very, I'm very happy to say that I still look forward to anything she'll ever release in the near future. So I have not lost hope in her whatsoever. It's just this album really. I mean, I gave it a good old six out of ten. You know, a little bit above average, but definitely nothing I want. Right, and it makes sense too. Yeah, especially like coming as like an old school Paramore fan. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think. It's okay for an artist. I well, okay. What I think happens sometimes is that like when an artist decides to go solo, sometimes like that like turns fans either away initially when they listen to it or it keeps them because I feel like the fans like you, Sebastian, like you were like expecting this to be like a Paramore sounding album, maybe you know, but it just turned out to be like you know it's 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 Haley Williams, you know, it's her doing her thing, and I feel like that like gets uh. It's kind of like a misconception some fans get whenever they listen to an, uh, a solo record. You know what I mean? Right. But, I mean, hey, it is what it is. But, yeah, that wraps up our albums for the day. And we're going to be closing. Yeah. 
Apple's <clears throat> now here soon. But first, as always, we are going to give you some album recommendations. Uh, I'm going to start off with you, Trent. You haven't said anything in a while here. Yeah, I mean, and me not listening to Haley Williams' album, I was kind of like, eh, well, I mean, and it, it came out today, so I was like, right yeah I, and it happens um but as long as hey as long as you guys had some shit that's all that matters exactly um anyway, this is fun um you know we were talking uh, earlier we were talking about gojira um if you've never listened to gojira please do <laughs> uh album recommendation for that was the 2016 release magma that album is so fucking good oh, yeah um I that's actually how I got into Gojira because I was uh, looking at the Billboard charts the one day because I used to be I used to look at the Billboard charts I don't anymore because I don't give a shit because uh, yeah, yeah, the Billboard yeah. charts are stupid. It's it's, um, it's <clears throat> um, but Magma is it, probably one of Gojira's. Mm, well, I mean every Gojira album is solid, um, but when I first listened to this album, I was like. I gotta listen to Gojira more, and then I went uh, from Magma to from the twenty uh, the two thousand five release from Mars to Sirius, which really got me into Gojira um, with the song Flying Whales. Oh yeah, um, really their best song. It is sorry, literally it is, or um, Leon Font Sauvage. Um, that album's good. Like I said, every every Gojira album is good, but Magma is a solid. Gojira album, please go listen to it. Go give Gojira some love. Uh, we already gave Warbringer a lot of love, so <laughs> totally fair. Uh, um, did, you, did you have? Oh no, you're still good. Yeah, good. Uh, just go listen to Gojira, damn it. <laughs> uh, Sebastian, did you have anything? Oh yeah, my uh, album is actually one that you showed me, Nate. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I you do tend to send me some really good albums, and I always thank you for them because you're always going to be uh, my meme and music supplier. I got um, you. He doesn't send me any albums. Nate, what the fuck? Shrek, do you want an album? I'll give you an album. <laughs> <laughs> Does he, have a, he has a whole entire freaking Snapchat for it now. I yeah, do, I, I do. Yeah, that's that's so true. Like I'm, yeah. You want an album, Trent? Look at my Snapchat. Look at my story. You right. You right. What'd you get? But um, album I wanted to recommend uh, is an album by Fair to Midland, and I it's called Arrows and Anchors. I fucking love this album. The only song I knew from it for a while was a song called Ricky Ticky Tavi, and that song is fucking heavy. I mean. Oh man, the vocals were killer on it. Um, I think the lead singer's name, his name is Daro. Uh, definitely one of the most interesting voices I have ever heard. And I mean ever. Uh, I've been listening to uh, songs, uh, Short Hair Tornado, and uh, what I call it, Typhoid, uh, Typhoid Mary Sends Her Best as well. Um, those al- those songs along with Ricky Tiki Tavi are probably the best on the album, I would say. But at the same time, this whole album is phenomenal through through and through. It mixes a lot of different genres in the span of one album. But it does it very well. Very talented keyboardist, uh, percussionist, singer, of course, and guitarist. Like everybody there plays an excellent role in an otherwise great show. And I just wish they made more music because yeah. they haven't really released anything. Else, but they, hopefully, uh, if people listen to it. 
no, I was I, I was gonna say like they've actually been broken up since like 2013. Uh, I'm actually really glad you brought them up, dude. Like that they are a band that deserves so much more recognition. Like they they were so under the radar that it wasn't even funny. But like, yeah, they what happened was like uh, all the band members apparently like you know they scattered across the country. Uh, they were in debt. And they were without a major record label. Really, they were without a label, period. But yeah, like, Arrows to Anchors, like, I I back that up. It's not going to be my uh, recommendation, but, like, it's still an album that everybody should check out. Especially, like, just how... Oh, it's It leaves me speechless at times, especially going back and listening to it again. It's just so beautifully written. And uh, I thank you for actually uh, showing that album, or recommending that album, too. That's such a good album um yeah go love ahead. it it's oh yeah it's great uh the one i am going to recommend today is by uh it's between two right now i'm going back and forth i guess i'll do this one for this week uh i see stars i know a lot of people aren't the biggest fans of them especially if they're not big fan of like you know electronic core bands with high pitched clean vocals but if i have to recommend an album by i see stars it would have to be their last album uh ice uh treehouse excuse me treehouse is a beautiful electronic core album that has like a good mixture of like metalcore obviously the electronic rock elements post hardcore it's it's great it's like it's better than any of their albums before that, in my opinion. And what's funny is that this is their first album without their original clean vocalist who left like like a year or two before this album. And I don't know. I feel like I had always been kind of like on and off with Icy Stars prior to that. But this album was just like, oh, this is like, this is perfect. This is exactly what the band needed. This is what they have like been missing or rather they've been needing without a, uh, an unclean vocalist the entire time there are still uncleans on this album that have that metalcore sound to it but like it's not like the entire album that it's uh, that he's on there and i'm pretty sure it's the guitarist doing it and maybe even like the clean vocalist at times but it's it's impressive it's an impressive album uh i guess if i were going to recommend a song from the album it would probably be uh Oh my god, what was it called? Oh, Running with Scissors, if you want, like, the heavier one. And then Calm Snow for, like, you know, I guess a softish one. But, yeah, that's my recommendations uh, for this week. Um, that's our recommendations. <clears throat> What's up, Trent? Before before we go, um, I did want to give a little uh, shout-out to myself here. Um, little <laughs> announcement. <laughs> um, I will be hosting my own podcast uh, here, hopefully very soon. Um and i mean if you're a big music guy if uh my chance i'm hoping is you're also a big gaming person um i will be hosting my own gaming podcast um tnt gaming uh, a little play on my uh, initials there um and yeah i just wanted to put that out there because uh, i'm i was i was looking at instagram really quick and a little bit of gaming news for you uh if you're not caught up on memes uh the whole grand theft auto 5 meme uh with the purple and green alien suits i don't know if you guys have seen those oh yeah actually i have i've seen like the videos yeah it's, it's fantastic <clears throat> this week in gta rockstar is giving away those two suits for free so you can choose a side that's actually pretty cool mm. 
Actually, yeah, so I, I was. <laughs> that's impressive because I forgot that's not like originally like what the game was intended. It was just a group of no. People. Yeah, it's just a group, of, and it was yeah. I just thought I would that, that reminded me of that. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, look out for um, the TNT Gaming Podcast. Um, I don't know when it'll be up, but I am hoping very soon. Working with everybody on that. Um, it's gonna be a good time. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sebastian, anything you want to say before we uh, head on out here? Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Hey, wow. An honest man. We, lo- we love it. We love an honest man. <laughs> but all right, guys. Thank you, Sebastian and Trent, as always, for joining me. Yee. And uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening in. And this has been the Music Corner Riffs to 808s, and we are signing off.